Welcome to the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm your host, Shanna Fold, and I'm here to get you caught up quickly. I've got some top news stories for you today from Israel. And guess what? You're listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Thursday, October 14th. 2021 in the Gregorian calendar, and the 8th of Cheshvan 5782 in the Hebrew calendar. Now, let's get to the news. Israeli military police arrested four soldiers suspected of beating and sexually assaulting a Palestinian detainee. The four soldiers arrested are from the religious Netza Yehuda Battalion, which has been at the forefront of many controversies regarding right-wing extremism and violence against Palestinians. The victim of the soldier's assault was held in the back of a military vehicle and allegedly beaten en route to an army base, and in the base, the abuse reportedly continued. The victim reported the matter to a military doctor, who, after an examination, found physical signs of violence across his body. The doctor reported his findings, leading to a further investigation into the incident. The Netza Yehuda Battalion was created in 1999 so that ultra-Orthodox and other religious servicemen could serve without compromising their beliefs. Soldiers from the same Netza Yehuda Battalion have been convicted in the past for torturing and abusing Palestinian prisoners. We are going to follow up with this story as more details come out. During a joint press conference in Washington, D.C., Israel's foreign minister, Yair Lapid, and his Emirati and American counterparts discussed Iran's nuclear program. Lapid did not rule out military action, saying, quote, other options are going to be on the table if diplomacy fails. By saying other options, I think everyone understands here in Israel, in the Emirates, and in Tehran, what it is that we mean. The U.S. similarly hinted at a possible military response, with U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken saying, we are prepared to turn to other options if Iran doesn't change course. The U.S. hopes that cooperating with regional partners will pressure Iran into rejoining the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, also known in short as the JCPOA nuclear deal. The U.S. announced its withdrawal from the deal under the Trump administration in 2018, but the new Biden administration is pushing to return to this agreement. Blinken says time is running short for Iran to return to full compliance with the 2015 nuclear deal. If you're not familiar, the U.S. offered Iran to rejoin the deal, and they actually declined it. So the U.S. is is playing a little bit of a waiting game, waiting for Iran to come back. Currently, Iran is under U.S. sanctions. Iran has time and again publicly announced they wish to wipe Israel off the face of the map using nuclear weapons. Why do I say this? I say this so that you understand why we at the Israel Daily News podcast are covering this story about what's going on in Iran and Iran's nuclear program, because here in Israel, we see Iran's nuclear program as a direct threat to the existence of the state of Israel. A border police officer has been injured in a car ramming attack at a West Bank crossing point. Police say the ramming occurred as troops were working to remove illegal structures built in the area. 
The 20-year-old police officer suffered injuries to his head and abdomen and was rushed to Sharet Sedek Medical Center in Jerusalem to get treated. Israeli border police fired on the vehicle as it tried to escape, causing the driver to lose control and crash into a wall. The driver, a 22-year-old man from the West Bank city of Kalkilaya, suffered from a head injury and was taken to Hadassah University Hospital, where doctors say he's in moderate condition. According to a police source, the driver, while he was in custody, admitted that he was targeting police in the ramming attack. District Commander Doron Torjman says, quote, we must act decisively against any attempt to harm our forces or Israeli citizens. If you are getting caught up on your Israel Daily News, we'd like you to consider sending us a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash Israel Daily News slash support. The financial support that we get from subscribers is unbelievable. It's amazing. And it is helping us maintain our show and continue to grow and reach new audiences. Subscribers will get a handwritten thank you note and a little poem that I write myself to let you know how thrilled we are to have your support. Thank you for being up to date on Israeli affairs, Israeli politics, our world politics. We have one central link in the show notes, which you can click on, and that'll take you to the page where you too can make a contribution and feel good knowing that you're supporting independent journalism. So check that out at israeldaily.news. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Two, you can share the show with a friend. And three, you can follow us on social media at israeldaily.news as well as Shanafold. My name has two N's in it, and I'm very sensitive about that. An Israeli delegation met with Sudan's Justice Minister Nazreddin Abdulbari on Wednesday to discuss strengthening bilateral relations. The Israeli delegation consists of Regional Cooperation Minister Isawi Fridge, Deputy Foreign Minister Idan Roll, and Knesset Foreign Affairs Subcommittee Chairwoman Emily Moati. According to Frege's office, the delegation discussed joint educational and cultural programs to strengthen interstate relations. During the meeting, Abdulbari also suggested establishing an exchange program, saying, I believe in the power of education and cultural ties, so I think we must communicate at the cultural and educational level before promoting economic projects. Israel and Sudan agreed to work toward normalizing relations last October as part of the Abraham Accords, for which the UAE and Bahrain have signed, as well as Morocco. But little process has been made since that announcement, so we still don't have an official peace and normalization with Sudan. Hopefully this meeting will bring that a little bit forward, make some progress. And finally, a warm story. Let's welcome New York City's new Israeli consul general, Asaf Zamir. Welcome to you. He's taking up the post. I'm feeling a little nostalgic now about New York as I write this. Maybe missing home just a little bit. General Zamir officially started the job yesterday on Wednesday. He was the former tourism minister in Israel. He released a statement saying he comes with the great expectation of working together to face some of the huge challenges that the state of Israel has encountered in the past. 
He also says it's a great honor to be in New York and experience life in the Big Apple while serving Israel. Damn straight he is. It's an honor. New York is the best city in the world, alongside Tel Aviv, of course, my new home. Zamir is 41 years old, and he has been in politics for more than a decade. He served as deputy mayor of Tel Aviv for most of his time, and in 2019, he joined Benny Gantz's Blue and White Party as tourism minister. He resigned from the government role in October 2020 out of protest against Bibi Netanyahu. Zamir has a history. He lived in Florida for a time. He speaks excellent English. He's filling the role, which has actually been empty for more than a year now. By the way, Mr. Israel Nitsan was the acting consul general in New York since Danny Dayan left the chair. We hosted General Nitsan on the Israel Daily News back in the beginning of June. That's right. We interviewed him live on Instagram. We were his first Instagram live interview ever. And then I added in his audio to the following podcast, to a podcast, I think, one day that week or something like that. He was very nice and fun. He was interesting. He clearly loved his job and all of the initiatives that he was bringing to New York City. It was very cool, by the way, that he explained how the consulate works to bring culture and innovation from Israel into New York and vice versa. Congratulations to General Zamir. I'm sure he'll be continuing those big efforts. We're going to be reaching out to him for an interview. Don't you worry. All right. Well, that is it for today's show. Today is Thursday, October 14th, 2021. Tel Aviv has a low of 22 degrees Celsius and a high of 29 degrees. That's 71 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 85 degrees for the high. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. We are everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap. It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. Thank you to Alex Schloss for today's stories and updates and Michelle Milner for her social media work. I'll send you off today with Aneni Na by Kunda and Laor, a wonderful cousin duo from Jerusalem who make music together. Enjoy this Israeli beat. Have a great and productive day. And then after that, get into weekend mode and Shabbat Shalom. Pumping this love from Leva Olam. Beat Aleph Bet, beat, beat Bafanan. Inside the land of Zion It's a dance designed to move everyone So yalla kulam, put your worries aside This beat is a sign, your body decides Yalla kulam, we won't let them divide Jerusalem sisters all on the same side Wherever you are, truth in you lies Wherever you are Flare. 
Jerusalem daughters Hands in the air Jerusalem daughters Let it all out Hey! Hey! no fear in your eyes Moving together are like multiply Hey! Yalla we won't let them divide Hey! Jerusalem people are on the same side